Hello, this is your host, Xavier Lucas, and today we will be listening to the first episode of Rewind. In today's episode, we will be interviewing someone who lived through the 90s. Today's sponsor is Anchor. It is a downloadable app and a website on computers, and you can use it to create and format your own podcast like the very one you are listening to today. If it wasn't for Anchor, none of this would be possible, and they are the sole provider that I use for my podcast. So if anyone likes the way I do my podcast, I would definitely give Anchor a try. So thank you for the people at Anchor, and let's continue back on the podcast. And welcome back to the podcast. Definitely a fan favorite, Miss Tanya Lucas, also known as my mother. Hello, and thank you for having me back. Of course. So in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the 90s and things that were very influential to you. And just I want to know your perspective of the 90s. And so the fans can get a more understanding of who you are as a person first. What was your age when you were in the 90s? So the 90s for me was a good, long 10 years of kind of teenage angst. I was 10 years old all the way to 20. So it was the decade that seen me go from being a child to being an adult owning my own home where are you from i am actually originally from the frank vassar area um i lived there until first grade and then we moved to flushing and i've lived in flushing um, the rest of the time so i moved here first grade and i graduated from high school um, here in Flushing, and uh, bought my first home back in 99 uh, here in Flushing, and we've stayed here this whole time. And I can definitely attest to that because we've not left Flushing since then, because I've been here since the 2000, 2002, and I mean, you bought the house in 99, you said? That's correct, 99. So yeah, definitely been here a while. So, what was the most influential thing to you through the 90s? So, the 90s for me um, really had um, a lot of early deaths. We were in the middle of the AIDS epidemic. Um, I had an uncle that passed away from it. Um, I was a huge um, real world fan, and Pedro, he you know, we watched his story play out on um, MTV and, you know, watched him suffer through the end stages of, of his AIDS diagnosis and um, had a lot of suicides. You know, most notably for me would be Kurt Cobain's suicide. Um, we had a lot of death by overdose. And through all of that, um, I think really what was most impactful with all of those different pieces was the music, the music from the 90s. So the music from the 90s stays with me even today. Um, It stood the test of time, in my opinion. There was a huge variety of musical genres that come out of the 90s. Um, You know, 
the music really told the story of what life was like. It was sad, and it was melancholy, it was angsty, it had some really painful things um, in the topics that were being sung about, um, but it also had some really funky, upbeat, fun music that, that was made as well. Um, you know, there was some really hardcore music that, that cut out, um, and so I think that Really, with the 90s, what stands out most to me, and what I carry with me from the 90s, is the, the music and the variety of music that, that we had in the 90s. You know, I talk about um, the angsty piece of, of being a teenager in the, 90s, in the 90s, you know, and you're talking about grunge. And of course, number one, when you're talking about grunge, it's got to be Nirvana. You know, it's late 91, early 92. Um, my favorite Nirvana album was the MTV Unplugged version that they did in 1994. Um, your dad and I both had the CD, and we literally wore the CDs out. We had to get a different version, a different copy of it. I, I have it right now. Um, I still have the CD. Of course, I don't use it anymore, but now I have it, you know, in its digital form. Um, you know, Alice in Chains. They did an MTV Unplugged um, in 96, and it was just really soulful music. Um, so for the fans that don't know, what is the MTV, MTV Unplugged? So MTV Unplugged was something that MTV did. Um, I'm not sure what the first um, group that started, you know, where they started with, but I, most notably for me was, was the, the Nirvana, um, and really it was a stripped down version of a bunch of their songs, and they would sit in this studio, and they would have, um, all acoustic guitars, they would have different musical instruments that you wouldn't see that were, um, really unique and really made different sounds, and it was a really close, order, very private, intimate setting where they had fans, you know, sitting right close. It wasn't like they were up on stage. It was just a really intimate um, setting with the fans sitting there listening to this amazing music being made. Um, So it made it more personal? Yes. Made it more like for you kind of? Yes. Yes, it, it was very much that way. Um. You know, when we talk about that angsty, teenager, kind of grungy music, um, you know, Pearl Jam um, is a huge um, grunge, you know, um, kind of um, they, they kind of were first kind of on the scene coming out of, of Seattle and um, they were you know, really, really popular. Um, their, I, their music didn't transfer as well to me um, as what Nirvana or Alice in Chains did. Um, uh, there's a couple of songs that I really like by Pearl Jam, but not like, not like with Alice in Chains or, or um, Nirvana where I could listen to the entire album just listening to it and just laying there in a dark room listening to it. Um, 
you know, they're, they're just a couple of Pearl Jam songs, like Jeremy, um, you know, when he talks about killing himself, you know, in front of a, in front of his classroom, and we didn't know it then, uh, at that time, you know, what that was going to translate to with the mass shootings mm-hmm. later on, yeah. you know, so that was completely unheard of, so that was, that was, you know, just, um, a different look into that side of things. Yeah. Um, and then with with Pearl Jam, you know, the other song that I really like by them is um, Yellow Ledbetter. And there's just a, a few chords that that music, that that song starts with. And there's just something so teenage angst about them that it literally, when I hear that song and I just hear those couple of chords play, it like literally transports me back to you know the time when I was a kid. I do remember a time when I was younger. I had the beginning like three seconds of that song stuck in my head, and I went up to you and like I was like trying to mimic that sound so I could like get the name of the song so I could listen to it. And I remember being able to do that to at least the standard that you were able to know what I was talking about to be able to like say it's this song this is what you have stuck in your head and I was able to listen to it and actually like get to have that experience again because it was stuck in my head but it was only like the first like three seconds that yeah. was stuck in my head and it, it, it's an amazing song it is it, it's one of those songs that um you know it, it translates well throughout um time you know but there are a lot of other really, really good bands, um, you know, from the 90s. You've got, you know, Green Day. Green Day, you know, was, was with me um, during some ups and downs that I had. Um, Sublime, there, you know, that was a, another um, OD. And then you have Hole, you know, Live Through This. And that whole entire album, like, I probably could sing it back to you, you know, verbatim. Um they did a, a second album, um, Celebrity Skin, and, and I love that one too. Um, seen live in concert, and she, Courtney Love did an amazing job. She got a lot of hate because she'd been married to Kurt Cobain, and a lot of people put a lot of hate towards her because they felt like maybe she had something to do with his death. You know, but I looked at her as being more of a survivor trying to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. You know, she had her own issues. Um, that she had to, to overcome, you know, but then you had that really great funky music like Red Hot Chili Peppers and, um... You do listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot because... I still listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers, yes. I know a lot of their songs. A lot of the people that you've that you've talked about so far, you've definitely definitely brought into my life just with listening to them throughout the house. So then I get to experience this with you and I get to like have all these songs from the nineties and like all those songs and all that meaning gets to live on through the next generation. Yes. And we're a pretty musical family, not so much musically inclined because we don't. Oh God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, but we listen to music every single day. Music's really important to us and and it can be, you know, it can be nineties music, it can be two thousands, it can be country. I mean, it can be rap. You know, I was joking and say that, you know, you can always tell that it's Saturday morning because I got gangster rap playing while I'm up cleaning the house and in the kitchen making breakfast, you know, I mean, 
whose mom doesn't make um, pancakes to, to Dr. Dre? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that is true. Our, I mean, even occasionally you wake up in the summertime to dad listening to Christmas music on the speaker. Like, you just have the weirdest music at the weirdest times. But it, it, it just makes it more lively. It adds life to the house. Yeah, and I'm definitely, definitely grateful for that that you've passed down to me is your love of music because I don't think I would be where I am mentally and who I am as a person if it wasn't for the music that I've grown up listening to. Well, and I think, too, you know, going back to what I said about you know, the music told the story of the times, right? You were dealing with really hardcore things, um, you know, and it was painful, you know, and, and there was this underlying sadness with, with things and this anger, you know, and I think that probably translates even more today with everything that's going on, you know, in the world, um, you know, with COVID and, um, you know, the, the way things are with the split between the political parties and how split everything is in, in America. I think that, you know, that, that angst, now you've got all of us 40-year-olds that lived through the 90s, you know, and it's, it's, um, all of our music tells the, tells the story about it, you know, but we had fun music too, right? So we had Baby Got Back, you know, by Sir Mix-a-Lot, um, you know, it's, Still, my summer jam. If I hear "Summertime," come on by Will Smith, it takes me right back to to the summer. You know, and it, it's every summer. It's not just like, oh, I remember this one summer. No, Will Smith "Summertime." That's like the song. You know, Montel Jordan. He had another song where it was like a full-on summer song. You know, and, and but you had, you just had this really eclectic mix all across the board. You know, you had. Um, some R&B kind of style music that came up and that was really super popular. You know, you had like The Boys to Men, and you had Janet Jackson, you had Lil' Kim, you had TLC, Missy Elliott, you know, but then you also had like this kind of strange rock that was the opposite of grunge, you know, and you had with kind of like a more uh, of a um, storyteller um kind of music with like Dave Matthews bands, right? Yeah. And Blues Traveler, you know, and, and then you also had these other bands pop up like Third Eye Blind, um, you know, it just, it we had a, a big variety of music, but, you know, I mean, you also had, you know, the California gangster rap scene, which was, I was totally California. I was not about that New, New York stuff. <laughs> I mean, you're still about California. <laughs> if it wasn't for dad, I'm yeah, fairly sure. certain we would definitely live in California. You know, but I grew up listening to Dr. Dre and Snoop and NWA and Ice Cube and Tupac, you know, so I really was all about, you know, that, that uh, California. Um, the California love? That California love, you know, and we would joke and say that, um, we, you know, obviously we've traveled out to California a number of times and we've yeah. landed in LA a few, you know, oh, oh my goodness, you're going out to LA and oh my gosh, you guys drove through, through Compton. I'm like, dude, we're from Flint. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and maybe that's why it was easily, it was more easy to relate to because 
I'm kind of seeing what was going on in our own community, you know, and, and Flushing is a suburb, you know, of a, a greater suburb of Flint, but I've worked for, um, you know, I've worked downtown Flint for the last 12 years and I see what's going on, you know, and, and so I think that uh, maybe that's where that connection for me was made was that, that California gangster rap, you know, and, and how Flint was, was dealing with things. Um, you know, but then you had, like I said, the, the fun music and you know, the, the Gwen Stefani kind of music, you know, that was uh, the ska style. Um, and then as you got towards the end of the decade, you got that really hardcore, um, kind of funky, weird, heavy metal kind of combination music, right? Where you ended up with corn, you know, and we went and seen corn in concert. That's actually your dad's very first concert. Um, you know, and, and, and Jonathan Davis got on stage and played bagpipes and it was the most beautiful haunting thing we've ever heard, you know, so, you know, you got Limp Biscuit. you know, Limp Biscuit took the, the corn feel, you know, and, and put a little bit more of the rap feel into it. So you kind of had this, this like new mixture of music where, you know, that, Limp Biscuit style music translated over, and if you look at, from my perspective, if you look at that country rap that's going on right now, like to me, that's a direct ripoff of like the Limp Biscuit style, right? Where they they took the original style, you know, that heavy metal kind of raw kind of music, yeah, you yeah. know, and mixed it with hip hop, and that's what you have, you know, you know, and as you're ending the um the decade then you end up with Eminem so I mean if that isn't angst and anger and you know suicide and and all of the things like Eminem was like the baby of like we gave birth to Eminem at the end of the 90s you know he represents like everything that happened you know if you've listened to any of his albums you know it talks about everything and, and, you know, we're talking about the AIDS and we're talking about the pain and we're talking about the, the angst and the anger and, and the suicide and, and AIDS and, you know, people dying early, you know, all of those things, we spawned Eminem. So you're, you're welcome for doing that, by the way. <laughs> I will, I will graciously accept that. I... As you can see, music still plays a, a major part in, in our, our pretty much daily lives. Um, you know, and, and a lot of, of the things about the music from the 90s, you know, I think it relates to today's music, or not today's music, but to t the times that we're living in right now. Um, you know, and I know that it's really had a major impact on my life. And, you know, I've shared my love, and dad has shared his love of, of music with you you know and, and you've had the opportunity um to go and have some pretty good experiences yourself yes um, i have i i do wish i could remember my first concert but i wasn't even a year old then it, it was either and i definitely wish i could have gone gone and seen that but i've def i've gone to a musical festival before definitely have a great love of music and by the end of this podcast, you can definitely tell where that love of music has come from, obviously. So, 
I just want to say thank you for that love of music and definitely thank you for being on the podcast. I definitely appreciate it. Oh, you are very welcome. And, you know, I, I appreciate that you took that little seed that we gave you um, for the love of music and really grew it into your own. And I know that you don't just listen to what dad and I listen to. You know, you've got you're you're very much like us. You mm. have a very eclectic style, right? So one minute you might be listening to, you know, classical music. You know, and it might be something from Mozart. Uh, you know, or that, that be, is definitely true. You know, it, it could be G Easy. It could be Eminem. You know, it could be Seether. You know, it 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 could be Corn. You know, it it could be gangster rap. I mean, we we listen to a little bit of everything and. You have not only taken Dad and I's style of, of listening to a little bit of everything, but you kind of made it your own. And- yeah, I definitely twisted it into my own, because on my personal like go-to playlist, whenever I'm driving in the car, it it goes from having G E Z, having Lady Gaga, having Alice in Chains on my playlist. I have a very collected and well diverse um uh, thing about music, and I can definitely appreciate that from you. So. Thank you for being on this podcast. It's definitely been a great podcast. I mean, I was really nervous about being the first episode and everything that's on the line about this episode. So thank you for uh, everything. You're very welcome. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the first ever episode of Rewind. I hope you all have a great day and we'll see you back on the next time of Rewind.